All right, guys, welcome to 3MFAers. Um, I'm here with my buddy Caleb and Josh. How are you guys doing today? What's up? Doing all right. Uh, it's a uh, Caleb. Don't don't wave. Caleb, don't wave. That's not helpful. <laughs> we're not doing what? a video. <laughs> don't wave. What do you mean? They can't see us. I thought we were on YouTube. We are on no, YouTube. No, not yet. <laughs> but not fully, just with our voices. So you have to wave with your voice. All right. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Josh. Let's go again. <laughs> Josh, how are you doing? I'm All right, let's start over. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Josh, oh, how are you doing? Jesus Christ. Okay. Don't let us talk over. You got to stand up for yourself. I gotta, you're right. This is a this is high school all over again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> stand up for yourself, Clearly, Josh. like, the biggest one out of all of us. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to take up space. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I'm doing okay. It's Pride month, baby. This is your month. <laughs> yeah, baby. Pride's tomorrow. It's so, okay, so I'm doing great. It's a Saturday. I'm having my coffee with you guys so i'm happy um caleb to your point i'm ex it's interesting because this is the first pride weekend that i haven't had to work at the bar <laughs> so ah, i've completely true, true. for the it'll be six years on wednesday that i've been in the city and i've literally i've always worked at a gay bar during pride weekend it's my money maker make that money like it's i make <laughs> a month's rent in two days it's crazy, but fuck, man, that sounds awesome. I want to do that. It's it's not as awesome as you think when you're working twelve hours at a crowded bar <laughs> with drunk that's fair. people. That's fair. Um, but that's fair. My my sense of time, like you could always tell when you're leading up to Pride because it gets busier and busier and busier, and it's like on your mind, right? Because of the quarantine and because of the opening phases, and we're in phase three in New York, and we still haven't talked about we're opening up our bar. Um, Taking How it the slow. fuck are you guys in phase three? We take every two weeks, uh, every three weeks, or de Blasio or Cuomo or whatever is doing, okay, one phase, two weeks to see how it goes. Phase two, see how it goes. And we just started phase three on Monday. So that's, you know, playgrounds and wild shit. Indoor, some indoor seating, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, so it's just really interesting to not have that on my mind. And usually I would be like, you know, respect your bar staff. Don't go crazy. It's going to be a line. And now it's like, respect other people. Wear a mask. Don't be stupid. You know what I mean? And like, happy <laughs> yeah. Pride Month. So it's, it is interesting. Um, it's really funny. I was thinking about this morning that last year was World Pride in New York, which is like the craziest, oh, yeah. like pinnacle of Pride weekend. It was a whole week. There's eight million extra people in the city to pride being canceled, you know? So it's very, it's extreme after extreme. So yeah, I mean, otherwise it's, it's, I'm, it's I'm the great. same in, in, in Toronto pride festival is always a massive thing every year. And then obviously, you know, it's, they actually kind of use that originally as the, when the pandemic, when the pandemic first started and nobody knew what was shutting down or how, how long it was going to be. Yeah. The first thing they kind of canceled to like show the longevity of this was pride. Cause that was already like June 30th or something. Right. So they were like, we are, we have to cancel all the events until like at least down here. Everybody was like, Whoa, shit. All right. And but, did you see yeah. us complain? Maybe inside on, in our rooms, but not. Uh, I feel like I definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. I don't, I don't blame you guys. I mean, I, there was definitely that like very vocal minority of people that were like, see, God is canceling gay people. 
Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. Wow. I was like, oh my God. People are so unhinged from reality. I can't. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Um, but I'm sorry, Josh. It, it is a bummer because Pride is always just really fun. And if it's a good way to make money, then that's even better. Yeah, but it, you got to enjoy not, you know, working 48 hours straight. Hey, I went yeah, to bed at right? one, like, one a.m. on a Friday night. Like I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm just, it's gonna suck when I finally <laughs> go back and have to close on a Saturday. So that's staying up until yeah. four or five a.m. and I'm like, oh god. But oh right, New York Times. I always forget. Yeah. That being said, man, I do feel like whenever it'd be like three in the morning in New York and I'd be out doing whatever, everything would be fucking closed every time. For four years, you know, I'd be like, I want to go get food well, in the morning. Jeremy's. No, I don't know. City? Like, you come no, back we're up talking, to. We're not just talking about Jeremy's, all right? <laughs> come up to Chelsea and their things are open. That was the circuit. That was Jeremy's until like one, and they were like, get the fuck out of here. I want to go to bed. And then Dude, we go to the, the Irish weirdest... American until four. Well, that, that was, was the, the weirdest deal. part about Jeremy's is they just closed at random times based on when those dudes wanted to pack up, which is kind of amazing. But sometimes it'd be like 1145. And they'd be like, all right, guys, that's it. We're wrapping up. Last call. And you'd be like, what the fuck is yeah. happening? But all right, let's do it. I, don't know, I yeah. love those guys, though. <laughs> it's, they, I feel like they're not that good. Do you know what I mean? I, I look not, at Jeremy's and I'm like, you guys haven't earned this. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you we got don't... fucking mega rats chilling out in your kitchen. Like, you don't get to say when you close. Yeah. I want well, french fries. We weren't. Dude, it's. I guess we know, haven't been there. We were there There's for three everywhere. years and they've been there for, I don't know, maybe they. Maybe other people who aren't MFA college students uh, know better. Yeah, we, we also weren't. For context, for people listening, Jeremy's is a bar in the seaport on, on Manhattan uh, that has, like, bras hanging from the ceiling, like, one half bathroom. Uh, I, it's, it's fucking a magical, magical place. Uh, that was where like we decided we would go. Yeah, like a like an eighteen ounce like styrofoam cup filled with like beer for what was it six bucks? Yeah, which is outrageous crazy, prices. Yeah. And we were all we were all broke as shit, so that yeah. was the place. Um, but yeah, hilarious hours and uh, huge huge New York Rangers fans. By the way, the owners of that, so I got into many deep conversations and arguments about the Rangers versus the Leafs. Wow, so mm. that was always fun. Look at you go. Hockey. Well, as soon as they. F- as soon as they found out I was from Toronto, it was all hockey all the time. <laughs> How are, Which I'm, I'm down fair. for. I'm here for it, you know? Totally. How are you guys doing? Uh, Good. Good, actually. Um, You know, auditions are opening back up. Things are, are starting nice. again in Toronto, which is nice. Like, filming is back open. So, you know, we're getting back into it. Uh, yeah, so it's just been trying to get all the motors going. You know, talking to my agent, getting things back up and going. Uh uh what else oh had a had a nice little little commercial audition the other day oh fun sound like the ndas and all that but we'll see be a fun one um but things are getting more fun audition wise i'm realizing like i don't know if you guys are seeing this but as scripts come in now especially right now there's a lot of stuff that they still want to do like through zoom or whatever so it's all these different scenarios and situations and it's just like there's something about doing an audition that's like supposed to look like zoom that just makes it very easy and very fun. And like, there's a certain, yeah, yeah, it's just a different thing that I've been enjoying a lot. So that's, that is interesting. I'm interested to see what those come out as, you know, as Shaquille yeah. and I, yeah. like the only reason our little play festival worked is because we specifically wrote the situation to be on zoom. Otherwise it doesn't, right. It can't be, it can't read, you know? So 
that's fun if they're making commercials through Zoom. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that the bigger auditions and things start opening up again soon. We get back to all of that, but who knows when any actual productions are going to be able to start going back. You know, there's kind of all the in between productions that aren't hundred million dollar productions and aren't super cheap that are going to be in a tough spot to like when to go back to series shooting and things like that. Right. Right. So. Well, I'm just waiting for the, the, the period of time where it's not before COVID, you know, cause things are still coming out and being released that are, were obviously filmed before quarantine. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see when that cliff is or that, that cutoff where you kind of just stop seeing things come out for a while. Yeah. I don't um, think yeah. that that will happen for film because they've like pushed back so many releases. Okay. I think where we're going to see that is on TV. Yeah. Like I think there's going to be a fucking drought next year of, of new television because nobody's filming and like, yeah, it's really hard to lock that in because there's so many different factors on TV with like film. They we're, we're we already have a backlog of stuff that was supposed to come out. Oh, sure. That, yeah. that is just going to come out later. You know, it'll it'll be like sparse, but I think like we'll still get a steady stream of stuff like Brandon. Uh, mm. This is for you. Sorry, Josh, for a second. Um, but the last Evangelion movie was supposed to come out today. No, and they, 4. And they delayed 4. it. 4.4? 4? Yeah, 4.4. 4. 4. Uh, okay. And they delayed it for who knows, and so, we might never get it. I've been waiting 20 no, goddamn no, no, years. No, 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 Obviously, the movie is done. So it's not we're never getting it. They just want I don't know, maximum dude. release. It's it's know? exactly his, uh, it's exactly the Master Anno style. Just, just be like, ah, never mind. Oh, wait table. another 10 years. <laughs> Here's, okay, so one, I, I was actually going to bring this up because just to what? Because I watched 1.0, right? I, mm-hmm. When I first gotten back pre-pandemic, I watched through the entire series again. We talked about this. But then I watched 1.0 and I was like, that's fucking amazing. And then you have 2.0 still in New York. Yeah. So I can't find it anywhere. You cannot find it online. I have Funimation. I have Crunchyroll. I have everything. On top of that, really? I'm more than happy just to go watch it and steal it. Nowhere. It is nowhere to be found. You can't find them. <laughs> that's like you insane. can't even buy it. You can't buy it to watch. Like, the only option is to buy the DVD and have it sent to you. Yeah. Which, like, we're talking about an anime movie. How is this possible? <laughs> That's That seems strange that it's not online anywhere. I, it's not I have, anywhere, I really, man. That's bizarre. It's great. That's my favorite one. <laughs> and then, like, well, isn't that where everything goes, like, wayward? Like, that's where everything changes, right? Yeah, it starts to, uh, it starts to really, like, go off the rails <laughs> that's what i'm saying like I, and, that's i i need to see that yeah i'm sorry i i'm surprised that you can't like get it on like amazon or google or something dude i've no i've been surprised too i would have thought that for sure it would just be whatever a 4.99 rental download on on it's just yeah. not there they didn't put it out no, so damn. yeah that's i'm sorry i'm so it's, sorry it's, brandon and caleb I'm very no, sorry no no, no all it's right just, sorry Josh. all right all right sorry Josh. <laughs> no i i'm interested like what Clearly state the title so I can look this up. It's Neon okay. Genesis Evangelion. And if you haven't watched it, you need to. It's, uh, I don't, I mean, I would say it's one of the core animes. I also don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I'm going to hand it over to Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the resident weeb. Uh, no, it's, it's like a very, it's what I would say. It's one of the most famous like animes in the West. It's very influential. Um, 
It mm-hmm. started out as this like 26 episode show. Um, it's like notorious for about halfway through the show's run, mm-hmm. like really drastically changing tones because the creator was suffering through like a heavy depression. And so it started out as this like fun show about like robots fighting off aliens becomes this like psychological uh trip through depression and uh and it and it come it goes like very abstract and becomes kind of experimental at the end and um it's great it's very hard to explain the end without being like yeah you kind of have everything to, no pressure, no so pressure. weird but they've been redoing the series in a in in film they've been kind of remaking it uh and readapting it and retelling the story and they've been doing that for like almost 20 years at this point like i've been Ugh. waiting for oh, the wow. last movie they just keep getting delayed or or they keep you know whatever happens and uh the last one the end of the story was supposed to be released today and then uh a, a couple months back they they had announced that it wasn't going to happen because of COVID. And the th- i'm sorry it's guys. gonna be assumedly a very different ending because they've gone yeah. and like totally changed the story halfway through. So it's very interesting. Um, but on a note that you will appreciate, Josh, did you guys hear about Michael Keaton coming back for Batman? I did which hear I'm very that. Excited yeah. about. And if we do not get a Batman beyond, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to freak out. I swear to God, you don't get Michael Keaton and you don't make him not do Batman beyond do Batman beyond. I want to see me some Terry McGinnis. I want it all. I want to see all of it. I'm going to freak out if we don't get it. Weren't they, weren't they saying that like, he, but we're pretty much assuming he's going to be old man Bruce, right? From because like the the Scott. flashpoint, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I assumed uh, I had heard that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was going to come come back and play Thomas Wayne again and do you know Thomas Wayne Batman. And now I'm seeing a lot of conflicting reports. Yeah, so I was going to say I read that he's not doing that anymore. Yeah, so. but but two days ago I had read that they'd already done the costume test for it. So who knows? You know, I'm seeing a new thing every day. But I w- I hope that happens. I hope the Batman Beyond thing happens. I want it they all. Just gotta find, they just gotta find the right young Asian actor for Terry McGinnis. <laughs> See? <laughs> we used to... Okay, so, what, so what's happening here is me and Caleb used to argue about <laughs> Terry McGinnis in the show. Because... Batman Beyond, definitely right? The, looks, the cartoon. Yeah, Batman yeah, Beyond. He looks, Beyond yeah. he looks like an Asian character, but it's very... It's hard to tell. Now, by the way, I would hope that they do go that way, honestly. There's just no reason for Terry McGinnis to be a, a white dude. There's, there's, there's just Except no reason for Except for the it. fact that he's got the most Irish name of all time. <laughs> well, yeah, but but also even yeah, in no, Mac, I'm, I'm obviously was the, <laughs> Well, yeah, but that's the whole, you know, his mom and, and dad thing. And obviously it's just a little, whatever, we didn't do any research on it as we should have and take a two, se- two seconds to see what his mom's last name was. But it just, if you're going to do a live action movie at this point, you literally have Robert Pattinson about to play Bruce. There's no, you know what I mean? Like... No, I, I was I was just making a joke. Obviously. No, 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 one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know who I really like and would be good at that role. And this is a, it's a very uh, weird pick. I don't know if you've watched the show Titans at all. I don't think that you have. But uh, the kid who plays Beast Boy, um, he before getting Beast Boy had put a whole video out online trying to get the role of Tim Drake, and he, mm. he put out this like amazing martial arts fighting choreography thing that he had done, Bo Staff, the whole thing. And, and that kind of turned into him ending up being Beast Boy on, mm. on Titans. I'd love to see that kid get a shot at Terry McGinnis down the line. I think he'd be great at it. How tall is the kid? I would. I feel like Batman Beyond has to be at least like 5'10", 6 foot. 
I would guess that he's around my height, which is about that. I am not sure, though, because who knows? It's TV. So it's hard to right. tell. It's always medium <laughs> shots. It's always tell. chest up. So you really don't know. Yeah, it can be whatever you I want will, I'll be. have to. How are you, Caleb? I know we haven't really. You're doing okay. You're, you know, you're bummed about the, the anime. I'm sorry to bring that back up. Tear yeah. up in that scab. <laughs> I'm just getting over food poisoning. <laughs> but uh, no, other I was than just, that. I was wondering uh, how Caleb is. And I think because I thought we were talking about anime stuff. but Yeah, that's all I care about. I'm fine otherwise. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Um also, do you guys, but speaking of mental health state and the artists, um, Broadway isn't scheduled to be back until January 3rd now. Like, they are out yeah. of work for the rest of the year, which mm-hmm. at this point, you know, there was a thing I read the other day with like, if your artist friends or theater like friends are getting a little like antsy or depressed or whatever, like, give them time because it's not quite that yeah. simple that, you know, everybody else can go back to work who is either been working online at home, um, like people who work in the live theater, they are now getting word that they're not going to be able to go back to work until January, you know? And that's, yeah. that's really hard to, to hear and that there's going to be phases of depression and things like that. Like, you know, uh, and so I just, my heart goes out to all of them, all you guys out there. Well, and then you, you couple, you couple that up with the fact that there's never a guarantee of work in the first you know, place. If you're, I think if you're a Broadway so it's actor like <laughs> and you're in this situation, obviously it sucks. You do have an opportunity though, right? Your contracts are up for the meantime until January. You're not going back. You're a Broadway actor. So you're, you know, a certain level. You do have an opportunity to try to find a film to go do for three months or whatever, which isn't great. Obviously it's not, if you're a Broadway actor, you, you, that's been your goal. You've got there. You'd want to be doing that. Yeah. But you know, you, you do have a little bit of an opportunity, you know, um, to, to find something else. Obviously it's not fun just given the whole situation and that's not mm-hmm. easy either, but you got to imagine that, you know, the, their agents are picking up the phone right now being like, Hey, they're off until January. You know, I, I hope so. Cause we're also, like you said, you know, New York, LA, I don't know what principal filming has started, you know, if any. So, yeah. um, it all, it's, I mean, it's kind of like my roommate. He just got his first break at the Met and Porgy and Bess last fall in this winter. And right, you know, he just, he finally got that goal. He hit that, you know, he got through mm-hmm. that ceiling and then this happened. So he doesn't know when the Met's going to be open, when he's going to be singing again. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of doing the online class stuff. He's getting a certification so he can actually find yeah, that's tough. work work, you know. But and, in the meantime, and until, yeah. yeah. So, so dope. It's, you know, I just, I feel for him so bad, you know. Did you go see him perform? When he, when he, I did. We he went, uh, Ryan and I went oh, opening night. So it was real fun, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, he's... This is a hard worker, but we're all just kind of, we actually just started playing, uh, we got Ryan to download uh, Mario Kart 8 on the Switch, and we bought two controllers, so that, that's all we did yesterday, was play Mario Kart, Hmm. um, because I was getting tired of getting my ass kicked by that Valkyrie Queen on God of War. Amazing. (laughs) Literally an hour and a half of me just getting my shit rocked, and the frustrating thing Uh is that it's like a 16 bubble bar thing, and I can get her down to like two maybe one if I'm lucky. And then she just does something because all of her moves are random, infinitely random. And you have to, it's, it all is sheer luck with your dodge roll. But um, yeah, it's just really frustrating. I spent a lot of a couple hours now trying to do that, but it's all right. Kratos will 
survive. When we talked about God of War last time, I meant to bring this up. Uh, and just really quickly, uh, I forgot. When I was in high school, we had an English in an English class that was like a creative writing assignment that you had like the whole semester to write this like really long creative writing story. And one of my buddies, he like waited until the last minute and didn't do it. And then he was like, fuck, this is due in like two days. So all he did was he went to Wikipedia and copy pasted the God of War, like all of the God of War plot synopsises, combined them and just like reversed the names. So it became like <laughs> the legend. It became the legend of Sartok, and uh, <laughs> or Satork or whatever, or however it would be. And then like the teacher was like, "This is brilliant! You've clearly been inspired That's by amazing. Greek mythology." And just oh like thought God. it was like the best thing ever. <laughs> wow! And I've I've always thought that was an incredible story. I like sit here and like I'm trying to be like a writer, and then my buddy can just be like, "Uh, this," and then he's like, "Brilliant!" <laughs> and also. If you're just going to write, uh, you know, an old story out, it's always going to go well. Like, did you guys have uh, AP exams at all? Did you take any AP classes in high school? Yeah, I did calculus. So one yeah. of them that I did was uh, AP yeah. human geography. And the teacher was great, super cool guy. And we got to the final exam and it turned out that the three questions, all of them were on American geography. So I'm sitting there wow. and I can't leave for three hours. I, I'm 18, so I'm... I'm I'm very uh, out of it that morning. Uh, and I'm sitting there being like, okay, this exam doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me. I'm going to get a zero anyway. So I proceed to write the entirety of the first Star Wars movies down as plot, like writing over the questions and just continuing writing the plot of Star Wars because I was bored. And so it goes on for like seven or eight pages to finish up with like, I hope you enjoyed this and I hope this was more fun than whatever bullshit answers I would have given. Years later, my brother's in the same class and the teacher is like, yeah, whatever you do, if you think you're going to fail, don't just write random bullshit like Star Wars because then I get in trouble. And he comes home and starts telling us all this and I'm dying, being like, ah, oh, <laughs> shit. Your legacy lives on. Yeah. yeah. That's really funny. Human geography. I didn't know that was a class you could take. And then, but then they all, the, oh, they only asked about American. What were the, do you remember what the questions were? I'm so curious. I, I remember one of them and it was something about like the migration patterns of Amish people in Southern United States over, you know, from like 1930 or whatever, 1950 to 1970 or some shit. And I was like, I have no idea. I can do tell you, you feel, what is. Does that help? Do you feel that, do you feel that everything that's gone wrong in your life since then is, can be traced back to that moment? Of not doing well. Of not doing well. Everything that's gone right in my life can be traced back to that moment. Alright, that's fair. <laughs> you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we went to acting school, so just... Yeah, so clearly it worked out. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, whatever. Speaking of clearly working out, Brandon, the, uh, the anticipation of uh, Harley Quinn... Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Okay. Um, Yeah, so that's the movie that we watched this week. I chose it because I'd seen it in theaters. I enjoyed it. I uh, I don't know. I liked how it was shot. I thought it was fun. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It just was a fun movie for me, you know? I, uh, yeah. I liked a lot of the shots. Um, I liked how they tried to do different things. You know, I like the uniqueness of it. There's a lot of shots and things like that, that inspired me and things that I would like to do or how I would like to shoot a movie and that type of thing. So 
if I'm honest, watching it was not this like, oh, this is a perfect movie or I love this or, or, or this. It was just seeing a lot of things that I liked and I thought were really cool that they tried. You know what I mean? That's where I was coming from with it. Like it inspired me in a lot of ways to try new things and, and try to write in a different way or, or picture scenes in a different way. And yeah, so that's where I was coming from. Also, uh, Ewan McGregor <laughs> was just, what a wild yeah. performance that was. It was just having fun with it. He's just giving her, but yeah, no. Um, so that's my perspective on it. I enjoyed it and I got inspired by it, which is why I picked it. I, uh, I definitely liked it the second time watching it. Um, I think more so than the the first time in the theaters. I uh, I'm, I'm I'm a little on the board with Brandon, where you could tell it's a comic book movie, and they definitely treated it as such. Like they didn't take themselves seriously. At least I didn't think they did, because Harley Quinn as a character, I feel, is a little sporadic and stuff. Um, some mm-hmm. of the side characters, I wasn't. You know, it wasn't. 10 out of 10 on some of the characters of the other characters, but I think uh, Margot Robbie spot on with uh, the Harley Quinn. I've always liked her. Um, and I was really happy that she got an opportunity to kind of like, you know, use a bat and a mallet instead of a gun. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just like things like that. It was, it was fun. It was, I loved the color of it. I loved how it was shot. I loved uh, the soundtrack was cool. You know, I just kind of fit. Right. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was def- it was a, a nice little thing after Suicide Squad and how that ended. So, um, yeah. All right, Caleb. Let's hear your <laughs> shitty opinion. Oh, my shitty opinion? <laughs> my opinions are great. Um, Wait, sorry, did you I go in with an open mind or negative. no? Negative. It's like, I mean, it's really hard to go in like completely. You know what I mean? That's like, fair. it's not yeah, like. Totally. I-, I can't be like what's this movie? Like, I can't go in with, like, no information. Yeah, and I, I just want to make myself clear. I only said shitty opinion because Caleb messaged us before the podcast being, like, two stars! <laughs> hey, it's better than Dark five, Tower. Yeah. Better than Dark Tower, and that's all I can. I, I will admit that it was not as bad as Suicide Squad. So I guess that's a small victory for the, <laughs> for the, for the DC. Because, like... Suicide Squad is just like such an incomprehensible mess of like everything. Like nothing that movie did nothing right. And I see it's what you like mean, a Brandon. That screwed song, you know? Yeah, it's like a some yeah. <laughs> and I see what you mean when you were like, it's like a better version of that because it's like a very it's like a similar aesthetic but done, mm-hmm. I guess, more effectively marginally. Um, I don't know. I thought it was really obnoxious and annoying. And uh, I, I, I wait. Let's let's get into that. What was obnoxious and annoying? Because I am very interested, especially because I know when you watch a movie, you definitely look at it too. Like you look at the writing, you look at the story structure, you look at the pacing of it. You know, those are things that hit you right away. Not things that I pick up on. Which well, is you I want to realized. talk about story structure? One of the most annoying things I've ever seen in a movie was like Harley Quinn being like, oh, you don't know who that person is. I guess we got to go back in time. And like, I you know, <laughs> I can tell a story however I want. And I, if if this wasn't like a thing that we were doing a podcast on, I would have shut it off in 20 minutes. Okay. I been like, All right. Is- no, that's that's okay. very so so you didn't like the episodic, like the, the forced kind of, because I'm crazy, I'm going to like tell the story in a random way, but then, oh shit, you have to, because it's a movie and I'm trying to, bring you guys along i have to catch you guys up that that didn't work for you is what you're saying no it did not work for me okay. <laughs> so as 
as a writer, did that does that feel like is it does that feel cheap to you? Is that what it is? Like does that feel like an easy way to to structure it or or what? Just like it just seems easy or like cheap or what? I it feels pointless. Like I I don't understand. This mm. it doesn't feel like a like a choice, like a dramatic choice. It's not like something that was born out of like we we can like I, I don't know how to explain it. It it just felt like lazy. It kind of what you were saying, mm. Josh, like oh, she's crazy, which is something that I really, by the way, and we'll get into this later, I, I hope, I, I disagree with the characterization of Harley Quinn. as like, she's just fucking insane, so she does whatever she wants, and she's a psycho. In my opinion, I feel like that's not, you know, whatever. But to use that as an excuse to just be like, and then this scene, and then this scene, and it's like, and, and just the fucking narration. There was no... I feel like for the first, this movie's like under two hours long, but I feel like for the first hour and change, there's not like three seconds to breathe in between like annoying narration or some pop song or like there's just, it's just, it's just assaulting you with all of this like color and this bad editing and this annoying like cacophony of sound. Like I, I it's just aggravating. I was, I was annoyed. Mm. I was really fucking annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I understand that they're going for a very specific style and they they want to appear frenetic, uh, but I, it just didn't work for me really at all. I was just, I was, it was very obnoxious. It felt obnoxious. <laughs> that's the best word I can come up with. That is, I mean, that is, that's very fair. I definitely understand that perspective, especially like when you're talking about the narration and the way to break it up like that. It's like, I've told you the story a bunch of times, Caleb, and Josh, I've definitely told you the story too. But there was a night years ago, I went to see the front page, I want to say. Well, it was like a Broadway show, like John Slattery, John Goodman, uh, a bunch of people. And we're sitting down, we're in the second row, like middle. This guy walks in and steps on my mom's foot and sits down beside her and is so nice to her, by the way. But it's Aaron Sorkin. And halfway through the show, he gets up and leaves because it's like nails on a chalkboard for him. Like you can see it. It's excruciating for him to be there. And he gets up halfway through and leaves like very politely. But I imagine that's what it was like for you watching this movie. <laughs> it's I like mean, look I, of I don't want it. I don't want the, I don't want the narrative to be like, I'm a writer. So like, ugh. like I, I, <laughs> it's not that it's just like, I genuinely don't understand how people can like something so obnoxious it's exhausting and it and there's no cohesion to it it seems tonally like they they it seems like scene to scene they they didn't know what they were going for so they just were trying to do all of these things and and seeing what sticks in the same way that like you know suicide squad has that issue and i think it's exacerbated by the fact that not only are there way more characters that they have to keep track of, but also mm. there are literally like three different cuts of that movie that they just like mash together. You know, that's, right. that has different problems, but it feels like they, it feels like they, they didn't learn the right lessons. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. From Suicide I, Squad's failure. I would like to just say that like, I, I hear what you say tonally, but I think where you get that is, be is when you centralize on like Black Canary or Huntress and things like that. Like I think the scenes with, uh, Harley Quinn with her in the in the police sink uh, when she was trying to break out the pickpocket. Um, I think the thing in the funhouse at the end, like like when it was all when it was like even her getting the fucking breakfast sandwich at the very beginning, and just like I think why I didn't mind it so much is because 
I seem like the strongest character was Harley Quinn. Like the, it was a Harley mm. Quinn movie, but they decided to bring in the birds of prey, which I don't, I don't really get. I, I didn't really like the, the Renee character um, that they, that they tried to. Uh, her accent was so fucking annoying. It's, I didn't I didn't like her. Yeah, Huntress but that's just was, Rosie Perez. Like that's not an accent. That's just how Rosie Perez talks. No, that's not how she talks, Brandon. She was doing an affectation of like the whole thing. It, when when she in, gets introduced, is that not the exact Har- same voice she's doing in Pineapple Express the entire time? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is like see, she's like an '80s detective. Like you know, it's like an exaggerated <laughs> you know performance. I got a, I got a soft spot for like. Rosie Perez though, so I feel you. But everything she says, I'm like, ah, you're the best. I don't think that any of these people are bad, but it's like you know these characters are just so poorly like underwritten you know well yeah i mean it's they couldn't just fill an hour and a half of just harley quinn they had to bring it mm-hmm. to like a broader sense they brought in you know huntress and black canary and uh renee the the detective and at the end they all kind of became you know the birds of prey and she kind of still just did what she did she does um and i thought maybe that's kind of where they it, it did kind of feel for me where a little bit of an undertone of like, okay, let's just get back to Harley Quinn. Cause I love it when she comes in, you know, I just, I love the scenes for her. Cause I, I just, Margot, I thought, you know, I can't praise her enough for the characterization of Harley Quinn mm-hmm. on, in a movie, um, down to like the hyena. But I even think the hyena, like, wasn't there two, isn't there originally two in the, the cartoon or the in comics? The car- yeah, yeah. 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 There's two, but they yeah. only got, had the budget for one, I guess. I don't know. But that hyena no, looks just, fake as shit, by the way. Sure. Like, <laughs> fuck that CGI. When I like smiled and laughed, I was like, oh my God. But that beaver looked real, real, really real. That beaver. <laughs> um, no, no, I, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with, with all that. It's, it's interesting when you take from those perspectives, you know, uh, cause I did, I did enjoy it. Um, you know, but even watching it the second time, I did realize like, with the time jumps and stuff, the second time around watching it, there was a moment where I was like, did we miss something here? You know? And then they like jump back. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. But, uh, that being said, there's a couple people who acting wise, I was super impressed with guy who plays Victor Zaz, um, who I've only ever seen play like a CEO and stuff before. Like he was the, one of the CEOs in the newsroom. Um, I thought he did a fucking phenomenal job. And then I thought, what do you guys think about you and McGregor? I want to hear about that. Cause obviously Margot Robbie did a fantastic job as Harley Quinn. Like, take everything else away she's a great harley quinn she's always going to be a fantastic harley quinn Aaron McGu- uh, mcgregor for me he looked like an actor just having fun right it like mm-hmm. i had yeah. to look up who black mask was just because i was like i don't quite remember him but he is very he he's on the level of like so he like he works character. with penguin a lot yeah and he like he's just this crime boss that tortures people mm-hmm. and whatever so i get it and actually for me after researching that was like okay cool this was actually would be a good fit for a movie like this right i mean you don't have any of the major yeah. care the major like what people think of batman villains you have kind of like a minus b plus villain mm-hmm. that fits very well with harley quinn who's just kind of a side character anyway to the joker you know what i mean so i think structurally that all kind of fits um but in terms of his characterization and stuff i thought some of it could be a little gratuitous and kind of campy, but um, like, especially with him after he like defaces like that family or whatever. And he's like, is that a yeah. snot bubble? Oh, never mind. Take her face off. You know, it's, it's a little silly, but 
you know, I think by the end of it, you kind of was like, okay, cool. This guy's like, you know. Yeah. But it, I, I agree. It very much seemed like an actor who's just having a great time. Yeah. Uh, and then there's that one scene at the nightclub that got super, super, super serious and was super fucking creepy. Um, oh, when he made that like woman dance. Show. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, that was one of those moments where you're like, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, the guy's well, that's a psycho. like a different level of acting all the way around. It was, I mean, yeah, it was just like such a heavy scene. I was like, holy shit. God damn. I'm uncomfortable. Felt kind of, felt kind of cringy to me, honestly. Like, no, that's I don't, yeah. It was. A I little don't much. think that like. I don't think that like. I don't want to say that you and McGregor. I think the other guy's name is Chris Messina or Messina. I don't know how to pronounce it. Mm. I, I don't think they necessarily did like a bad job. I don't think Harley or Margot Robbie did like a bad job, but just like. It just felt like they were like, all right, he's how how do we make the audience know that he's really fucked up? Like he's just so <laughs> uh, he's like so crazy. Maybe uh, maybe if they had a, uh, you know, they, if they tattooed damaged on his forehead, that would have been a nice little visual cue. That uh, I, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't I can't hear damaged without singing uh, Danity Kane in my head. Cause my heart is damaged, damaged, damaged. Well, no, that anyway. was a joke because that's what they did for the Jared Leto Joker, and it was the worst decision that anyone's ever made in a movie. I felt, I felt that it was too much, and I thought, like, I don't know. I again, I see what they were going for. Like, every it's just everybody wants to be the Joker. Like everybody wants to to strike that balance of like goofy campy like kind of campy kind of like fun uh intimidating like using like right. psychosis as a way of being menacing and i don't think that it i i don't think that it's you're ever gonna get that lightning in a bottle again like you did with um with heath in terms of For like sure. having having that dark tone while still it's it's like impossible it's very difficult to do and I think that God bless Ewan McGregor. He did his very best. And yet, like we're saying, he clearly had fun. And I'm glad everybody had fun making a movie. But I, I'm just sitting here and it's like, Jesus Christ, like enough. Like, I'm so tired. I'm so bored of this. I didn't, it didn't work for me. But if it worked for you guys, that's great. But it's not, here's the thing. And this is what, you know, I'm trying to express. It, uh, it definitely wasn't a perfect movie. There's just a lot of elements in it that I hadn't seen before. They're trying new things. And that inspired me. You know what I mean? What, That's why, like, what came to out you of, was, what do you think they was a new thing they were doing? Like, what do you specifically do you mean? The, I, there was a lot of things the first time around watching it where, um, I think also I had just come from watching After Hours, the Scorsese film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've had a couple conversations about this, but my headspace uh, at the time and even now was very much in this, um, headspace of how to write and produce uh this kind of one night adventure type thing so watching her harley quinn the stylized narrations the way they're jumping back and forth through the story um you know being tied in with the the music and a lot of the ways that they edited and stuff i don't know it just it, it just opened up different ideas of how to do it you know my one major gripe with the movie is a character thing too, by the way. Uh, and this is just coming from me being like a super nerd in the Batman world. But Cassandra Kane, which is like the little girl, the, that's terrible, by the way, I fucking hate. She was so bad. The character infuriated me because, because Cassandra Kane in the comics books is Batwoman or is Batgirl. 
like ends up being a bad girl and is an utter badass when they find her she's mute she doesn't talk but she like speaks through like that's the only thing she knows how to do is fight it's this whole wonderful story that has just been completely cut out and destroyed and now this now cassandra cades is a random little girl who's with harley quinn and like she's like a super assassin trained by like the best assassins it's this whole fantastic arc and that's just gone now and i'm upset by it but my question is um though what ver- is there are there multiple versions of cassandra kane in terms of speaking well, of because now. there's there is now different versions because because i actually looked up all these different you know i the the bertinelli right like i looked up huntress and the huntress that they used the version of her is like pre new 52 like after yeah. in crisis on infinite earths because before crisis on infinite earths back in the 80s huntress was uh the daughter uh in one of the worlds i think it was like earth 2 or something like that it's was Bruce daughter and of Catwoman's catwoman daughter. and batman yeah um yeah. and so it's just interesting that i did do my you know i kind of was peeking through things while the movie was going on and the names that do absolutely appear in the batman cinematic or the cinematic the batman universe like in terms of the comic books and stuff um but I just didn't know if there was like a Cassandra Kane at some point who was a pickpocket back in like the 70s or 80s or something. I, you know, who knows? Unlike Earth Prime, I, mean, I, I don't know. It it could be for sure. But the one that I'm aware of has always been, uh, you know, ends up being a, a Batgirl. Gotcha. And she's the one. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's a full it's a full Batgirl suit. And the mask is almost like stitched. Like there's no yeah, like no, mouth. It's like that it's kind of yeah. like stitch. That's yep. that's Cassandra Kane, uh, Batgirl, and she's just such a great oh, character. Okay. And it's a great arc. She she opens up. She learns to like trust people and and speak because she's immune to beginning. So that really pissed me off because it's a really good character. And you're just like, what, the, what are we doing? You know. Yeah. I uh, isn't Hunt isn't Huntress in Young Justice? Brandon, isn't that like one? Isn't she or is that a different uh, character? Am I thinking of? No, 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 no. I mean, Huntress is in. Uh, she was in the Justice League shows for sure. She pops up. Remember with the um, the question. But who's the girl then in Young Justice? It's that is like that shows up. She's the spy. Um, she becomes Tigress later, or is she Tigress in the beginning? Oh yeah, yeah. It's Artemis. 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 Um, sorry. Okay. Never mind. Um, then never yeah, mind. Yeah, so no, no, you're totally was, right though. You're totally right though. So I thought similar. It was a, so similar. Thought it, yeah. Well, there's that. I mean, DC is kind of bad for that. They have like a bunch of characters that kind of do the same thing. I guess Marvel is too, but I feel like it's more egregious on DC. Yo, you have two, two, two kid flashes named Wally West. Yeah, (laughs) right. One black, one white. (laughs) Yeah, well, now they've changed it to Wally and Wallace, but that Mm. doesn't really help. It's Wally and Wally. Come on, let's not let's not. What does Wallace West look like? I would love to see a movie after Flashpoint Paradox called The Flashes: A Tale of Two Wallies, and I would watch the (laughs) shit out of that. Sounds great. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I what have I you mean, guys... that being said, I'd really like to be White Wally, but you know, whatever. Okay. Um, I did. How about speaking of Huntress, though? That jacket at the end, like whoever designed her costume at the very end, like I was here for, like kind of what she did on herself and like the little crossbow and stuff, and the in the jokes. Oh, I like about your bow and arrow. It's a crossbow. Like I. <laughs> You know, it was cute. It was tongue in cheek. But then when she they were fighting at the end and she comes in with this like, I mean, you could have done better. I mean, they could. they Yeah, they could have done better. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing, the weirdest part is they made it look like her costume, like the Huntress costume from the show. But it was as opposed to making it a costume. It was like, hey, here's a tracksuit. 
Right, exactly. And here, here's like, the you, here's the classic purple just, cross on it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you just told us that she just stole back four hundred million dollars. Yeah, so she has a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, and she went to Party City uh, and she got her jacket. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth yeah. Winstead was one of the only people to make me like chuckle at all. I thought the that whole, she was funny. The ongoing her trying to tell her little story and do her little speech bit was great. Like that she just wants to say her name and they keep cutting her off. That cracked me out every time. killer. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I have, I have a lot. I'm looking at my notes. I have like a lot, but it's just, it's just annoying. The whole thing was annoying. I feel that I forget even what. Oh, McGregor's accent also was a little questionable. I felt yeah. he was doing that generic accent that British people do when they are trying to be American. It's very in the front. It's very in the nose. I'm Roman Sionis. Like you just like put it like yeah. up in the front to uh, to get rid of that, that was, um, palatization. That was dope, though. That was dope. <laughs> um, and uh, then he was crazy, I guess. Also, in the first time that we see him, is his mask fake? I know later it's real, but in the very first time you see it, it looked CGI'd. I was what like, why mean? did like, they, why did they do it this way? Which, in like the big, be- towards the beginning of the movie when they're, when they have a flash of him in his like little freeze frame, like Suicide Squad-esque, like black mask, bleh, it looked CGI'd. Like it looked like a graphic that they put on. <laughs> and no, I, because later in the movie, they, they have him put it on and it's very clearly an actual like, uh, yeah. like a rubber or latex mask or something. But in that very first thing, I was like, you guys made the mask. Clearly. I wonder if they like shot that and they were like, "Oh shit, we should have put him in the mask," and then like tried to CGI it over. Again. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like. Right. <laughs> yeah. There was a there was some bad effects. Like the hyena at one point was very clearly a CGI hyena. Um, some of the I, I know that by using what do you the mean color, at one point, Caleb? The whole time it's a CGI. I I could tell it was a CGI hyena the entire time. Like. How can you animate well, a hyena? Well, obviously it's a predators. fake hyena, but I'm saying there was one moment that, like, it literally, like, smiled and chuckled and, like, laughed like a Looney Tune. And I was like, okay, you're not even going to pretend that this is, like, it's, and the, and the, and the hot topic, like, color palette is, like, very clearly used to mask, like, subpar special effects in terms of, like, the explosion and, but it's, yeah, I just can't. I don't know. It's really hard for me to excuse that stuff because, like, your budget is. Were so they trying high. to? You do you think they were trying to hide the fact that they couldn't like get a good looking explosion, or it was just the style of the movie? Because they Did always they style. always that's what one of my things I liked was like wow. the cartoony. Like they set the tone at the very beginning with her kind of telling her story with the Joker and like her backstory and her exposition. Like you know, I got a PhD. I started working at the asylum. Fell in love with the. The prince clown, uh, prince clown of death, or whatever you call him, and we broke him the out. The clown prince of crime. Josh. There you go. Thank you. Um, you know, I You're fell welcome. into a vat of like the chemicals to prove my love, but then he was an asshole. Fell into a vat of melted you know? Crayola well, crayons. Also, do do you think there's this weird moment when like? You're Jared Leto or whatever, and you're like, go like, I'm gonna watch my friend's movie, you know, because Margot, oh, cool, and then you're watching, and you're like, hey, that's fucking me. What the fuck? Like, do you think that that moment happens? You're like, hey, why are you using my face? What the shit? Wait, do you think are he they actually friends? says... Didn't he yeah. send her a used condom? Like, I, I don't know if I would I'm be trying to give him, I'm trying to give him. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's so it's funny. not giving him the benefit of anything. It's being like Margot Robbie being like, hey, you sent me a used condom. I don't want to talk yeah. to you. Well, 
Caleb and I had I the same thought. We were set. like, wait, did he actually say my friend's movie? He probably no, watched no, no, it I just made, to see, like, let's see what these fuckers did. Yeah, that's just all, that was all conjecture. It was, I was building a scene, okay? Sure. Just trying to no, make a pivot for you Sorry. guys. And did you guys see what scene. happened with him, though? When he got back, what? like, he, when the pandemic hit, he was, like, off on some fucking retreat for, like, two weeks with no phone. So there's, like, he came back and didn't realize, it was like, is this real? What's happening? The, like, world, the whole world was shut down. Has ended. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> is everybody that mad at me? Everybody's <laughs> like, that what? upset? <laughs> it was just a rat. What are they talking around? about? Why isn't anybody speaking to me? It wasn't that bad of a movie, was it? Um, yes, Jared, it was. Now, that being said, <laughs> there is something I want to say about Harley Quinn. And that is, regardless of the movie, if you guys haven't watched the Harley Quinn animated series on, on Adult Swim... It is absolutely hilarious. They've I've taken all of good. these characters. They made it full on an Adult Swim comedy. It, I mean, it, it makes me so happy watching it. It's like being oh, a out. little kid, and you're like, I cannot believe they're saying any of this. I can't believe they're doing any of this. And they have a stack cast. They have Jacob Tremblay playing Damian Wayne Robin, <laughs> and everything he says is hilarious. Like it's, uh, they, it, they're killing it. Oscar nominee for the room. Jacob Tremblay. Um, it's, uh, it's hilarious. It's very, very fun. It's a very fun Well, that's fun something watch. that I feel like they should have done. Like, I feel like they that can work if you really go there and really commit to that kind of humor and that kind of comedy, where I feel like they didn't do that here. I feel like they did not. They tried to get, a like, a weird tone, and it just did not work. And exactly. And now when you watch this animated cartoon, you're like, oh, this is it. Like, this is what you need. Like, this is Harley Quinn. This is the world. It's, I mean, it's just, they fully go for it and they stay in that world. Like, there's, you watch it and it doesn't feel any different than, like, tonally or mature-wise with the jokes. It's the same as, like, a Rick and Morty. That's the same, you know, that's where they're Mm -hmm. at with the jokes and what they're doing. And they've given them access to, like, the entire, like, DC catalog. So they're bringing in characters from everywhere. It's hilarious. It's on so, Adult Swim. I thought it sure. was. I would have assumed it would have been on um, DC's whatever their thing is. I I think it was originally, but that whole thing has been very weird. So I know yeah. it's also an Adult Swim show. Uh, oh, speaking um, of uh, Brandon, do you think uh, the DC streaming? Do you think that's going to be on HBO Max with the yeah Warner that's, Brothers? That's and what stuff? I've read. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. it's all going to be. That's that's what I've read. Is it seems like it's all going to be um, uh, mixed in. The problem being though. It seems like there's weird contract stuff. So I don't know. Like it seems like shows, like like Titans are in a weird place. Um, well, I think it's like with the same as Disney Plus, where like they they have to wait a certain amount of time before they can get all of their stuff on there because they had already lent it out or leased it to other right. services. So I think after right. a, a little bit, every it'll all kind of come back to one place. But yeah. they have to like, but like I, I know there, I know like um, for example, like a Swamp Thing. Because, you know, there's lack of content. So, like, CW, and they'd already... DC had already canceled Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, they had done 12 episodes or something. CW just picked it up to run the first season just because they need content, right? So, uh, they have to cut some of the episodes down because they're, like, an hour and a bit and whatever. But that's going up on CW as, I think, like, September or some shit on that run. So, we're just going to have a lot of things like that. And especially with what's going on now, you might see even more of those shows start getting picked up. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I just saw, what is it? The, um, Doom Patrol, I think just popped up on Netflix in Canada. Yeah. So, it's, it's on it, HBO Max here. Yeah. Doom Patrol is getting like a second boost in popularity. Right. Yeah. And so is, um, um 
Hannibal. I know this isn't DC, but really? that Mads Mikkelsen show where he played Hannibal Lecter, like it, apparently yeah, people are binging the fuck out of it, which is great because that show was always really underrated. He he was amazing in that role. Um, did you guys hear that? Uh, what's that? No, you. Oh, go, no, I was just gonna ask. Did did he win an Emmy? But go ahead. He was nominated. I don't know if he ever won. I also got an email too because I have two Roku TVs, so they have it. They don't have HBO Max yet because they're still like reaching like a deal, like to to mm-hmm. get the channel on their um their streaming service. But HBO is discontinuing HBO Go effective July thirty yeah. first next month. Yep, that makes sense. So <laughs> I'm interested so. as to because everything's going on to HBO Max. And the reason I inter- I'm interested is because I have AT&T TV now that I, I pay for and get my TV through. Um, that the reason I got HBO Max is because I get it free with my subscription to AT&T TV. And so I'm curious because obviously they'll still have the HBO channel. It'll be interesting to see if they get like, if I'm still able to do HBO Max, if I'm not yeah. allowed to do HBO Go. So You gotta yeah. assume that there's, you know, everybody does that kind of at least free trial stuff. And, you know, yeah. I, I got to imagine they're going to be the same. Can yeah. we cycle back really quickly? Cause you were talking about the Harley Quinn cartoon and, and you think that's like mm-hmm. a great, the only version of the character I really know is from the animated series, like the Batman, the animated series, yeah. uh, which is, I think they, that's where she's from. Like they made yeah, yeah, her that's, for that show. That's the original. Yeah. That's, that's and where I, I don't, the inception. I, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, also, because I don't know the comics as much as you guys do. I'm not, like, as big of a comic person. So I, I never want to be the type of person that's like, well, in the comics, it's this way, so it has to be this way. In the, like, you're not allowed to reinterpret the characters. But I was watching, like, clips and, and old mm. episodes of the show after watching this movie, and I, I really feel like, I genuinely feel like they totally didn't get what makes Harley Quinn Harley Quinn. Like, I think that I'm... I'm I don't, I'm not going as far to say that Margot Robbie did a bad job. I think she's very clearly talented as an actress. She brings this character to life. She's able to be kind of this goofy, mm-hmm. uh, person. But in the, in the Batman, the animated series, and I understand they're going for a different tone, but she really does is clearly a, a victim of, of abuse like mental and physical abuse and it's not insane lol i'm so wacky i'm so crazy like it's it's actually like very sad (laughs) i i completely agree with you and i think i can help explain what's happening uh really well because you're right about everything you just said so here's the thing in batman the animated series when it was invented and the character was put out there she was created as a counterpart to the joker to help fill out that character right Mm -hmm. um by making her a psychologist and a genius um, who gets sucked in by the Joker and becomes the victim. That version of Harley Quinn that we see through that entire show, like you said, is a victim. And so we only see one side of that character. And that is just Harley Quinn as the Joker's whatever, you know, Harley, Harley Quinn, I guess. And that was the starting point. And everybody loved that character, right? It was a huge, huge character. As the comics have gone on over the years, and both with this movie and the animated series, where we're at and where they both start is her leaving the Joker. So it's this notion of that's where Harley Quinn was, right? And she was this victim and this trapped person. Now we're exploring who she is without the Joker. And that's sure. what both of these have been. But I disagree so is- with you that, that that's only the side that we got in that show because a big part of that show is she... 
is she does leave him and she like hangs out with Poison Ivy and they have their adventures. Like we get to right. see that too, but it's it's more like I I don't want to say believable because it's a fucking comic book, but it feels more like grounded in like an actual human psychology. Right. So I think I think when you watch the animated the new animated series, I think it's exactly what you're talking about. Like I think you'll be like, oh, this is it again. Like I mm-hmm. think it's a because also it's it's Kaylee Cuoco. And there's something about her okay. doing the voice that does make it, uh, she, I, I don't know. It's not the same character as Margot Robbie. It's very similar, but this one is grounded more in like, yeah, like uh, most of this show is her being best friends with Poison Ivy. And like the second season, they And that they stuff could have been cool. Like I, I would, yeah. I want to see that dynamic. I don't want to see her fucking dicking around with an egg sandwich and she's fucking running around no, no, and yeah, like, yeah, that's what i'm saying stupid. Like, this show is her trying to put like a team together and everybody like there's this scene where she's in a bar and it's like the villain bar or whatever and she's trying to get a team together and poison i was like nobody's gonna listen to you nobody wants like you to, and she's like come on i have a great plan everybody follow me and everybody's like quiet and then <laughs> well the maybe runs in and he's like but it's like the kite man runs in and he's like guys i have no plan let's go rob some stuff and there's definitely gonna be kites involved and like everybody leaves with him you know so it's like her trying to put together a team with like an actual plan of people being stupid, you know. It's just and a that, fucking great I mean show. that's and that's and that's great, but for this movie, I, I feel like none of that like all of that gets shoved to the wayside in 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 the service of like Harley being like they really double down on her being like wacky and crazy. And and I think that like the new the when they try to nuance it in of her having her little moments of like I might remember how I'm a psychologist and I'm going to psychoanalyze you and this is your old and it's like it's not no that's, what I was just that's a, totally yeah. missing the whole because they do have that yeah but it's not done in my opinion that's not a that's not a it's an excuse for the writing to be weird and and quirky it's like they tried to make her quirky that's what it is that's why I didn't like it she tried I, to be quirky. yeah and I. Th- Right, it is interesting, like, and for though. me, it didn't work because this is like, and I know maybe maybe I'm forgetting the actual Suicide Squad movie, and they maybe they address it more there. But to like, your movie is called The Emancipation of Harley Quinn, right? And like to me, it's a missed opportunity to have that boil down to her throwing a necklace away and drop kicking a guy into the ocean, rather than like dealing with the psychology. Like addressing the psychology of an abuse victim, whatsoever. <laughs> like that, just to not address it at all is like crazy. I mean, yeah, totally it, it went towards like the the classic, like I'm just gonna cry and throw knives at a wall and like put cheese whiz in my mouth, you know, and like, yeah, like a bad breakup instead of like, oh, this guy's like the most notorious evil villain in our universe. <laughs> but whatever, maybe I'm asking for too much. No, 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 it, no, 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 and, you're, and that's the really interesting thing, and what I'm trying to get across here is exactly everything you're saying is I very, very feel, I very much feel like is what makes the animated show work, because I think it is hitting all the tones that you're talking about, and I think that's why it's so good, is is that is what it's about. It is the, it's not just, oh, that happened, now it's Harley Quinn literally dealing with trying not to go back to the Joker and trying to be like, and they do it in a very comedic way and all that, but it is hitting on all of those things that you're talking about that weren't hit on exactly in the movie. I feel like the movie did bring up some of those points. You know, she did kind of mention like, you know, she was essentially immune because the people were scared of the Joker. But then now that she isn't, if she broke up with the Joker, you know, everybody's coming after her, but then, you know, they definitely tried to make it more. I mean, it's for a movie, like it's for an hour and a half people going to see this entertaining. 
bit right. or whatever. We're just, I mean, we're very being hypercritical of a movie that doesn't take itself seriously. I don't think. Um, I would I think, disagree with you. I think there are moments where it does take itself seriously. That's why it's totally inconsistent. And I feel like you can't have it both ways. Sure. But, 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 but if you don't, if you like for something fun like this, if the characters themselves don't take it seriously, you're talking about the filmmakers. Yeah. When you say they took it seriously or not seriously. If your characters don't take anything seriously, there's no stakes in your movie. Why am I watching it? The right. best comedies have the highest stakes. I don't right. think that's a valid excuse. I think from the macro level, the filmmakers, there are these moments where all of a sudden things become very serious and somber. Harley Quinn's at the bar and she's talking to Black Canary. And then at the end, you know, when like the Cassandra Kane is like, I like, you know, uh, what does she fucking do? They're going to, they're going to turn her over, but then they're like, no, we're going to band together because they're going to come for all of us now, which is such a bullshit. Cause no, what are you talking about? They only know that you, what do you mean? That totally happened. No, like, I, why, I get that. I get, I, I think they did, Brandon's just they did band needling. <laughs> yeah. They banded together. No, uh, but it, I mean, did, but it was kind of, it was kind of forced. It. Although there were some fun moments where like, you know, like with the mallet and the fun house and the roller skates and stuff, like, Certain elements, I, I feel, and like different nods to just like being a being a woman and being like, where did when did she have time to do a shoe change, or like you know, Black Canary's having trouble with her hair and Harley Quinn's like hair tie, yeah, thanks, and she starts kicking people's asses by well, while tying up her hair, like that being pulled in with like the soundtrack of being all like uh, about women like Black Betty during the 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 yeah. evidence room versus like. Barrack, uh, Barracuda, like female rock singers, you know, it's like... I felt like it was so fucking annoying <laughs> and just so poorly used. Yeah, I mean, they definitely didn't hit on all cylinders, but I also think that with this kind of movie, I don't go in expecting it to hit on all cylinders, you know? Yeah, also that's, that. I think that's just me. I'm not... Great. <laughs> we, we, know from the, we know from their track record that DC has still yet to hit on all cylinders all the time and kind of find their thing. Um, but with something like Suicide Squad going into this as like a kind of a forced sequel, because it was produced, it was partly produced by Margot. Like she helped kind of get this thing going. Because I'm sure being a, an actress to play that kind of character, of course I would put whatever I need yeah, to into it to make movie? this movie. Yeah, 100%. Um, I oh, thought, yeah, it's a great paycheck. I thought uh, they did, it was a weird, like it was cool <laughs> to kind of see like a full, a full, um, <laughs> like a full woman cast, you know, trying to make that like a group thing. Um, putting those specific characters together, uh, I wouldn't have done that, but you know, I would have loved to maybe have done seen like a, like what you said, like a poison Ivy, you know, or like, uh, here's, here's my like thing. More Josh, villains, like DC's, not, not, not the heroes. DC, the DCEU thing, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what they're calling themselves, but they've consistently been going for this it, to be directly antithetical to Marvel's thing, right? They're going for this sarcastic, nihilistic, this edgy tone. There's this very like cynical thing they're doing. Um, and in my opinion, that co totally clashes with like what you were saying. It's they're, they, they're billing it as this like fem female empowerment. I'm using air quotes, uh, like, you know, centric thing. But then it's like those two things don't mix because like, Though, you know, yeah, they like team up, but they're, they're like, uh, yeah, fuck it, like, whatever, let's go. It's, it's just none of it is earnest and none of it feels like, what is, what are you saying? What's your message? Like, what is the 
fantabulous emancipation. Like, I don't understand what you want me to get out of this movie. Like, that Harley Quinn doesn't need a boyfriend to be a criminal? Like, okay, great. I, I'm glad that she got to go through that journey and learn nothing and you get know, away with everything. I'm I'm wondering now, as as we talk about this more, um, if we definitely should have brought in a female perspective for this conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but like, are we not allowed uh, to have an opinion on this movie? Like, no, no, totally. It's not my fault that the the filmmakers are cynical about it. No, that's (laughs) what I'm saying. I'm just saying, as we're talking about it, I wish we had a female perspective. I'm interested. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, uh, yeah, but it's like the Ghostbusters thing, dude. I have such a hard time believing that somebody actually, like, anyone that we that we know, would be like, yeah, this movie really spoke to my struggles as a woman. And and I don't think that's the same thing. I see what you're saying, but I don't think that's the same thing. Okay, know? sure. Uh, what? Oh, why the ending was annoying too. Like it, it totally. It's <laughs> feeding into you didn't that. Like the black max, uh, the black mask being blown up by a grenade. It just feels like they went for shock value. It's like we don't know how to end this. We wrote ourselves into a corner, and it feels like they just went for shock value, and there was nothing like thematically relevant in terms of how that situation was handled. I think they had an opportunity to actually, that would have been the moment to make your statement. But the problem is their artistic statement, because Harley Quinn in their eyes is just fucking crazy, that that's that's the only thing they can do is just have him blow up. And then she's like, okay, well, that's done. Let's all go fucking get margaritas and I'm going to steal the car. It's just (laughs) like, oh my God, it it was a waste. It was a waste. It was just a waste of two hours, wasted opportunities. Nothing felt inspired nothing felt like that whole marilyn monroe thing in the middle it's like that they so clearly had no idea what they were going to do with that footage while they were shooting it and then they just shot they threw it in the middle of the fucking marilyn monroe thing Which you don't even remember where, she, where yeah. she's getting where she's getting I like don't. torture she's tied up by uh she, the black oh, oh, and yeah, she like has uh, this right, like got it yeah 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 you yeah. and mcgregor like, punches her in the face and then she has this, yeah. this vision i guess also that was dumb. That was contrived. Like, he, obviously, he would have killed her. And then he's like, no, fine, go find my diamond, but then I'm gonna send all these mercenary... It's just like, oh, what are we gonna do? They just wrote themselves into a corner, they wrote one and a half drafts, and they just liked, kept going. I <laughs> liked the cocaine out. fight scene. Yeah, they didn't do PDU. <laughs> they didn't do PDW. <laughs> no, the cocaine fight scene, Brandon, I thought, like, th- those are the elements that they're, pe- like, for me, like you said, it was fun. It was the the mixture mm. of the with the mallet, the fact that there's a chainsaw, a gun, or whatever, and she chooses a bat, and she just fucks their shit up. Like that was fun. The mallet at the funhouse, yeah. like again, in non-conventional weapons that you would think like anybody else would use, she would go for the more you know quirky, like kind of what Caleb, what what's Caleb said earlier, quirky. She was just kind of, eh, you know, so yeah, yeah. As a, as a movie, as a standalone movie, it doesn't. You know, it's like, yeah, but I did like it this the second time I watched it, though. I even because I remember in the theater that the episodic kind of flashback stuff, I definitely felt like, whoa, what is going on? Mm. Just tell the story because I, I also can think, tell the story however I want. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so should we, uh, stupid. I also think should we rate qu- this bad boy? Sorry, Brandon, real quick. I also think that it didn't help them that they tried to pair it with Birds of Prey. I think if they stuck with. A Harley Quinn yeah. thing with like even some of the the B level or like even even bringing poison poison ivy and I think that would have been like what you guys are saying with the animated series more of a thing having that relationship between her breaking up with the Joker and poison ivy being like 
no, 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 come, 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 because people are going to mm-hmm. fuck your shit up. You know, you can still have Black Mask in there because he's a he's that level of a villain as well to be a villain to a villain, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely feel that bringing in Birds of Prey is such a it's such a, th- a thing because now you have three other characters that you have to tell their stories from zero to six, like to fill everybody in in one little short movie. That if you were just stuck with the Harley Quinn stuff, I think that would have helped them out a bit, you know? Yeah, and I mean, e- even with their opening weekend and stuff, uh, because it was called originally Birds of yeah, Prey. and the they had to change the they, name. They had to change it because people were going to the theater and like, where's the Harley Quinn movie? And like, nobody was going to see it because it said Birds of Prey. Nobody knew what the fuck it was. God, that's so awesome. Which is so insane, awesome. by the way. I love that. But <laughs> that's so great. Hilarious. Like, they, they, had to, they changed all the marquees to say Harley Quinn. Yeah, nobody gave a, gave a shit about their movie. <laughs> yeah, right. oh, People man. just wanted to see Harley Quinn. I just wanted to see Harley Quinn. Yeah, who cares if it's good? <laughs> just want to see it. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, that's all. I don't think I have anything else. Um, just, uh, did I have anything getting else? To, this is going to do a long podcast here, boys. Well, there's so much to talk about. It's a good movie. That's why. <laughs> wow. The, I guess the only other thing <laughs> that I had to say... I just didn't think the humor landed ever, but we kind of t- already covered that. I, I laughed like twice, but yeah. whatever. I, I, you, I, we, Brandon already spoiled what I think. I gave it a two out of five. <laughs> I'm going to give it you gave a, it. no, go ahead, Brandon. What? You're like he, not only that, and not just for the podcast, he gave it like an official odd, what was it odd? Like IMDb <laughs> or whatever, like two, oh, no, I, 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 way I, to make sure it was I, an official two stars. <laughs> I screenshotted my letterbox rating and I and I sent it over to them in the group chat being like looking forward to the discussion. That's the other um, thing is that Caleb is an actual like movie reviewer. Right. He actually like, <laughs> so, he does this. Yeah, quite a bit. I like, professionally so I got you know, filmreviewdaily.com. You can check out ratings. my one-star review of Capone. <laughs> you should probably start plugging that actually. I just realized sure. that. Uh yeah. <laughs> filmreviewdaily.com I have a one star review of Capone it's funny go read it <laughs> that movie oh, was I shitty not, yeah I haven't heard good things we talked, I think we talked about it a couple podcasts ago but yeah, uh, yeah it's fine but yeah. no sorry two out of five for me I'm gonna give it uh, because we're object- subjective objective uh, stars I'll go with three and a half because I did think it was fun the second time yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it the same I mean, I definitely agree with a lot of points that, that you guys brought up. I, I, when I watched it, it was definitely just, I'm going to try to enjoy it as much as possible. Um, but you're not wrong. And especially given like looking at it against other movies that we've rated. Yeah. I'll give it a 3.5 as well. Just cause I enjoyed it. Cool. All right. Caleb. Um, all right. Better than winter's bone, I guess. What? Oh, is it my turn? Shit. Okay. Um, sorry. I fucking forgot. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have us take a trip across the sea to France. Mm. Uh, we're going to watch a film called white material from, okay. I think 20, 2009 or 2010, uh, by Claire Denis, one of the most celebrated, uh, female directors in Europe. It says light uh, material, white, white material, white okay. material. Uh, it's available on the Criterion channel, uh, Brandon, so we can watch it there. Awesome. Gosh, I, I don't know where else it is, but I can see if you uh, can rent it. Is yeah. it in French? It is in French. Ah, uh, 
Subtitles. Ça c'est bien, je parle le français. Oui. Oh, you're in Canada, so you, you speak Canadian French. So you Un can follow along. <laughs> well, I can try. I used to be fluent in French when I was a kid, and then, you know, I'm an idiot, so... What do I... <laughs> Got hit one too many times um, on the hockey rink. Yeah, and then boxing, so it like, doubled up on the head in the head. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it yeah. will be an interesting movie, given what's been happening in the world... Uh, sure. The past I'm couple excited. Months. Yeah, I hope I'm you guys excited. enjoy what, it. Uh, what, what, what year is it? It was. It, it's like. It? It, it a... What year is it now? It's 2020. Ah, sorry. The, wow. The, 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 <laughs> no, but what year is the? No, I know. I know. The, the, the I, it was yeah. either 2009 or 2010. Um, okay, so more recent. You know. Yeah. Not more like, recent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Legit. Um, legit. I wanted to do the. I wanted to do Beau Travail, which is another film by this filmmaker, but. Uh, it got a Criterion Channel release, but it's not available streaming anywhere. So we'll do white material instead, and I think that Amazing. it'll be very interesting. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I'm very excited about that. That sounds super dope. Uh, I would implore both of you to watch Mythic Quest if you haven't watched it yet. I've watched the first... Okay, hold on, hold on. I forgot to bring this up. I watched the first two episodes, and it's funny yeah. because Ryan and I were both like, uh, are we, uh okay what and then we read the reviews <laughs> on it and every every single person's like just get past the first two episodes yep. episode yep. three episode yep. four it starts getting its stride and it ends up being a great show Amazing. but just get past the Amazing. first two episodes and i think that's hilarious because it's when you first watch it you're like why am i watching the office in a video game developer scenario like oh, oh i don't under i don't really care like why do we need this but then it'll get better i i hear so and we'll see the, and here's the, and here's the thing and the magic of it really has become rob mcelhenny and and he finds these moments for for the character and it pulls and and he he is that good i mean he pulls it all together and it becomes very vulnerable very real they did a really good job i would implore you both to watch it i would love to know your thoughts on it um, I'll stick it out and keep watching it. So. Yeah, and then right, they did, I guess then, if Josh is, I'll do it too. They did the quarantine episode, um, and there's a moment in that that I thought was just unbelievable. Yeah, they said beautiful. like a, um, like it was like episode five or what? It was like a different kind episode. Of, it's like episode a, take five it has nothing to do with anything else. It's its own like short film, and it's one of the and I, and I, I've said this before. It moved me thoroughly it was one of the most beautiful like 30 minute people pieces say I've seen. yeah yeah i loved it it's jake johnson and um i cannot i don't know her name but the girl who was the mother and how i met your mother oh god um yeah, the, no the one who do not to tell be the actual me. mom uh kristen Milioti. yeah That's so it's the two of them and they are fantastic it's beautiful at uh, yeah i, I would okay. i would definitely F. watch murray abrams in this show <laughs> wait uh is that the old guy Ashley Birch is in this show? Oh my gosh. Dude, it's a really good show, man. It's it's a really, really good show. Alright, uh, so here's the problem. Slow, but it gets there. I do not have Apple TV, but oh, I will I do my best. I was watching it on Put Locker, because I also don't have Apple TV. Alright. I probably shouldn't have said that on a podcast. Brandon condones piracy, officially. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm saying, I will... everybody watch this movie, watch this show. It's if anybody's listening, uh, he's actually wearing a hoodie, and he's in the movie theater, and he has that you know, RC can, can, uh, yeah, Brandon's camcorder. the one who's stealing the, the, <laughs> the no, things. Actually, going I, I actually, I got two Apple accounts just because I felt bad about using the locker before. So I'm paying extra money. Oh, you're paying double. Pay paying just double to get, because I felt yeah. bad. I just want, you know, <laughs> wow. yeah. All right. All right boys. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. This was a long one. This was good. Yeah. Good yeah. call though. 
Cool, Brandon, do you Anybody want to sign us off? have anything else to say? Yeah, Brandon, sign us away. Uh, no, all right, boys. Thank you for having this conversation about Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey and her emancipation or whatever else it was called. The fantabulous um, emancipation. Awesome. Even better. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was a fun conversation. I definitely enjoyed it. We got our ratings. Next week, we'll be talking about... Caleb? White material. White material, a French movie from either 2009 2010. So please join us for that. Hit us up on Instagram or Reddit or YouTube with any questions or comments or movies you want us to watch. Um, that's about it. Enjoy the weekend, everybody, and uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday. <laughs>